5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1. We have ignition. Strap in. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Long time no talk. Welcome to Way In Sports Talk. I am your host, Brian Tarvin. Today is June 30th, 2018. The last day of June, everyone. So what that means is college football, NFL football is right around the corner. You know, we had to take a couple of months off here at Way In Sports Talk. You know, everybody needs time off to recharge, and a lot of my fans aren't NBA fanatics. So it's okay. You know, I would rather take a couple of months off, get the things done around the house, things, and then come back and for the next nine months or so. So we have July, August, September, October, November, December, January. So there's seven months straight of college football and NFL football talk. Jason, I see you in there. I'll bring you in in a moment. If you'd like to talk, hit number one if you want to bring in. You may just want to be listening, but hit number one if you want me to bring bring you in. I got my uh, Feel Still magazine going over some of his college football predictions, looking at some of the depth charts of the team. It's just going to be one fantastic year in college football. And I know everybody, it seems like, wants to go ahead and give the trophies to Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, teams like that. But let's just let's just hold off on two at Alabama for a minute. They, I mean, I know everybody's in love with the guy. That's why Jeremy Johnson looked good, too, coming in playing that half against Arkansas. Sky was the limit the next year. He, he crumbled. But that's not to say Tua is Jeremy Johnson, but the best quarterback in the SEC is Jared Stenham for the Auburn Tigers. I can say that after watching him a year, watching him develop, watching his receivers uh, gel with him. Now another year under his belt in the system, going through a spring Going through summer, going through fall camps, we're gonna have some, we're gonna have some good good teams in the SEC. The Pac-12. The question is, is Washington the hands down winner of the Pac-12? We'll, we'll talk about that. How's the Oregon Ducks gonna do? Our buddy Jason Humphrey is on the line, can talk about the Ducks. But you know, Auburn, Washington open up together in Atlanta to start the year. Both of these teams are highly regarded. Both possibly could make playoffs. Uh, make the playoff this year. So one of them, this is, I guess the question I'll ask is, if Auburn beats Washington, what does that mean for Washington? If they run the table and win the Pac-12, what does it mean if Auburn loses to Washington and just say they run the table and win the SEC? Could both of them get in the playoff still? I would, my guess was Washington has to win this game because of the Pac-12 not getting in last year. I think that there's some damage to the reputation of the conference. So if Washington goes out and lays an egg against Auburn, runs through the Pac-12, and if it's you compare an apples to apples here and you're looking at a one-loss Washington team that won the Pac-12 versus a, a one-loss Georgia team that lost in the SEC championship, 
who are you going to put in? So we'll talk stuff like that. That's a fun thing. But real, real quick first, we don't talk NBA much in here, but free agency is here in the NBA. We have LeBron James that's looking, it's looking to me like every day that goes by, he opted out of his, um, his clause, his contract in Cleveland. He will be entering free agency. I think he's going to be a Los Angeles Laker. I just don't see any way around that. I could be wrong. I don't see him staying with Cleveland. Like that in the playoffs this year, he just wasn't up to it, especially after getting swept by Golden State. There's no way winning the East is going to be enough for him again. Cleveland cannot make enough moves to get a championship team built around LeBron James. So LeBron James is going to leave. Uh, we have Kawhi Leonard. He is going to leave San Antonio. Where will he end up? Yeah, Paul George out of the OKC. He's a free agent. So there's some there's some interesting moves that are going to be made here. But at the end of the day, you have to look at it. Golden State is your favorite. They're the best team in the NBA. Two can rival them. Houston would have beaten Golden State had Chris Paul not gone out. Um, been out those last two games. I'm, I'm telling you, Houston would, would be your NBA champion right now. Um, but I think that would have beaten – Cleveland would have beaten them a game or two in the playoffs probably. But at the end of the day, you have to build your team in order to compete with Golden State. So if you're OKC, what do you do with Paul George if he leaves? You can't possibly get enough to compete. So Russell Westbrook sitting there in OKC – that's his dynasty or whatever. His his legacy is going to be in OKC. I don't see Paul George coming back unless they can add some parts. And right now, I don't know if they can do that. But the Lakers seem to have have the talent on that team, some draft picks, some depth that they could trade away and get maybe LeBron James and Paul George. And my question is, if LeBron and Paul George go to the Lakers, is that going to make them an instant contender? I think so. I think they'll be a contender. I don't think they, they'll be Golden State, not with Durant there, and Curry and Thompson and Green. So, anyway, we'll we'll follow free agency in the NBA as it as it keeps going on. But it's 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 nice to to look and and just to know that Fourth of July is here and college football is right around the corner, guys. It's just it's awesome to see. Looking at Street and Smith magazine, their playoffs. I mean, my God, why do they even get paid to do this? They have Bama, Georgia, Clemson, and Ohio State. With Clemson and Bama playing for the championship and Alabama winning. Surprise, surprise. They have in the Rose Bowl, Wisconsin, Washington, Fiesta Bowl, Michigan, Stanford, Peach Bowl, Miami, Central Florida, and then the Sugar Bowl, Auburn, Oklahoma. So it looks like there will be three SEC teams getting bids and staying to the to the um, playoff New Year's Six. But Georgia, let's let's go to Georgia just a second. I know we talk about them. Um, what they did last year was really uncharacteristic of Georgia, except that last play when Bama threw that touchdown. That's characteristic of the Georgia Bulldogs, choking uh, when they're supposed to be winning. But you got to give some of that to Nick Saban and being able to pull the trigger on that quarterback, Tua, that came in. But if you want to look at Georgia, and you want to see, you, everybody looks like last year's Georgia team was just a bunch of freshmen, a bunch of underclassmen that that just 
took the world by storm here. But the thing is, Kirby Smart inherited a very good Georgia team that had a lot of senior leadership in it. Um, They have lost a lot. And when I say a lot, I'm talking 30-plus players. You lose uh, Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb in the backfield. You're losing your best players on defense for the most part. You're losing a ton of talent right there. The only thing they bring back that I like is Rodrigo Blankenship. He's a good kicker. But you look at the offensive line, they're going to be starting a sophomore left tackle, um, a senior at left guard, which doesn't bode well any seniors in college football are not that great anyway. A senior at center, a sophomore at right guard and at right tackle, they're going to have to bring in a true freshman, Isaiah Wilson, it looks like. So they lose some skill players. And I know they're bringing in Calvin Ridley's brother, I believe, to play receiver. But Georgia, look at their schedule. I mean, it's pathetic, really, unless you look at – they're out of conferences, Austin P, Middle Tennessee, uh, UMass, and Georgia Tech. So there's 4-0 right there. They're only games that make you kind of scratch your head and wonder. Uh, At South Carolina early in the season – with all these new players and and the hangover from last year, that could be a dangerous game. And then they don't play another game, really, until October 13th at LSU and then October 27th at the cocktail party against Florida. But then they play Auburn November 10th. So Georgia better win all their games and not lose because if they lose to Auburn right here. It's, they're almost in a must-win situation in the SEC championship game to even step a playoff. But there's there's so much going on. Jason, hit number one if you want on. I know Jason's listening right now um, in the studio with me right now, so if he wants to come on and talk some football, great. But you, you start looking at things that are happening in the world of the SEC football. And right now, Paul Feinbaum, um, his show right now, I think ESPN is about to lose the Feinbaum show. Uh, let's be clear here. ESPN has, has been tanking as of late. All their shows are, are, are terrible ratings right now. The only thing they have going for them is the SEC network is tied with ESPN right now and, ESPN promised the SEC when they got this uh, network that they would never put another one on there. It would just be the SEC network. Now the ACC network's coming in, and I think it's pissed a lot of the the leadership off up in the SEC. And I really think Paul Feinbaum could walk away from his deal with the SEC and do his own show in Atlanta, Georgia, at the College Football Hall of Fame. That could be a possibility. But if ESPN lets him go, I mean, I'm not a big Feinbaum fan, but let's be real. He moves the needle. There's no sports talk show host in the world that has a following like Paul Feinbaum. He gets callers from all over the the country, a lot of uh, SEC fans. He he does the show in the mornings, uh, the SEC Nation. He's a household name, and I'll bring Jason in. Jason, I mean, you're in you're in Oregon right now, and you know the name Paul Feinbaum. What are your thoughts of him if he leaves the SEC or yeah, leaves the SPF? Um, my thoughts of him losing um, 
a lot to live from ESPN. Um, instead of coming over to Fox, um, when I watch sports, I'm usually watching Fox Sports 1 in the mornings with um, Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp. Um, got the herd at about 9, my time. So, yeah. Yeah, I can't stand Shannon Sharp. Oh, God, that guy. <laughs> But but Fox yeah. is a lot better. Fox is a lot better than ESPN. They've got Colin Cowherd on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he moves the needle, and you got those good shows like that, Skip Bayless and those guys. But ESPN, what are they doing? I mean, they're just they're, they're slowly crumbling, and they got into the politics with all this Donald Trump stuff and Donald Trump hate speech, and now a lot of the same people that. That, that walked away from the NFL really are walking away from ESPN because let's face it, Jason, when you turn on Sports Center or whatever sports, you want to see sports. You don't want to hear politics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. You you want to get the, to the highlights and and the one eye. You you're a busy man, so you you can't watch every game. So you want highlights. So and it's it's all talk now. Well, what do you think about Jameis Winston getting suspended three games by the NFL for sexual assault of an Uber driver? I mean, this is pretty lenient from the NFL. So tell me what your thoughts are about Winston and did the NFL drop the ball here? It's really lenient with Winston because you you look at it with Elliott last year. um, There wasn't really – clear-cut case about Elliot's case last year, but with the Super Driver, there's proof, and it's three games, and it's your quarterback. And it's it's a it's a main stain with your organization. I, I think Tampa Bay's in real trouble with Winston and the helm. I think they, do you think they re-sign his contract? He's up for a contract, I think, after this year. <sighs> I don't see Tampa Bay being able to pay him a lot of money with his past and what's going on because you pay him all that money and he ends up dropping the ball doing something else. Then it's going to leave you with a black eye and an empty bank account. Yeah, you, you're going to really have to think about that contract. And and I've, if you could trust this guy being on the field and you know, not suspended, you know. And it's not the first instance with Jameis either. Yeah, he had a couple um, scenes in the cottage. Um, he was suspended for a game for accessory assault. You got the crap leg incident, and you got him standing on the table saying, um, Cicero exposed to a female. So <laughs> this is not the first time. So do you think that he raped that girl in college because the more I hear about this, the more I see him, the more I realize that he did rape her. I, if I was a betting man, see, Florida State backed him up because he was a good football player, and so did the police department. So, my Auburn Tigers got robbed out of a national championship because of this guy. Yeah, I, I think he did that, too, because it, it didn't go away. Why not? So, I, I, would, yep. I would say that he did. So. Well, Jason, tell me about your Oregon Ducks this year. I don't know how much you followed them or what you can tell us, but, uh, I mean, first let's not talk about Oregon. I want to ask you first about Washington. 
I know Auburn opens up with them. That's the biggest game of the weekend in college football, September 1st. So is Washington a team that should be feared, or, or are they a team that, that's, that's just not that great right now? I mean, it's going to be good. They've got their quarterback back. They've got some key players. I'm just wondering how, how they're going to match up with Auburn, and who do you like in that game? Well, it's, it's going to be game with a great front seven on the defense. Um, Auburn likes to get after the second of the quarterback. So is Washington. The thing with Washington is they they lost the um, the um, kick return of wide receivers. Um, pretty much the go-to wide receiver Dante Pettis. Um, and I'm gonna see if Jake Valen could win this game. Um, I think. Um, the Alvin the quarterback is a better quarterback than Riley. Um, and it's should be a fun game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, tell me what happens if, if Washington loses that game to Auburn to start the year and then they start winning in the Pac twelve. I mean, what does that say? Do you think do you think there's more pressure on Washington to win this game or Auburn? Yet? I think there's there's definitely pressure on Washington because the last couple of years Nothing on the conference schedule has been weak. So they, they need that marquee win, especially if the Pac-12 has another down year. Um, Stanford, they are, they'll lose a couple games. USC, they, they have a new quarterback, and there's questions at Oregon. So, so what are you about your Oregon Ducks? I, I see them projected third in the division, which – Last year's team, you know, just got some injuries early, had some problems on defense. So what do you think about the Ducks coming back with Herbert at quarterback and, and they have James as the running back? I mean, this team's set up for some success, right? Yeah, um, if, if Herbert could just stay healthy, that's that's the um, big key for Oregon because we saw last year when Herbert went down, this offense had – Tobas moving the ball. Um, I went to the spring game, and there's a very good freshman that everybody should keep an eye on, C.J. Vardal, a true freshman coming in. I think he could probably push James for that start in the wall. Um, it is the second season under Jim Levitt, so it's going to be interesting how this defense um, improves. Um, you're talking about a defense that returns seven starters. So, are you are you excited about the team? I'm I'm very excited. Um, I I believe that when the healthy Justin Herbert's the best quarterback in the pack of twelve. Um, you could call me biased. I did watch him in high school. So, um, um, it's it's all about if Herbert could stay healthy, and if not. Um, you're looking about going to a freshman quarterback. What do you think? What do you think about Jim Levitt, your defensive coordinator? What do you think about him? Well, really big improvements from you. Um, before he got here to um, last year, um, as second one defense in the Pac-12. If that continues, that's going to be another positive thing, and um, that's a really big. Thing that Mario Cristobal kept them around. What about the Southern Cal Trojans here? They they seem to play in a, a division that's a lot weaker than yours. Uh, Clay Helton's back. I'm not a big believer 
and Clay Helton. And now with the quarterback positioning opening up a little bit, Matt Fink, maybe your quarterback, possible JT Daniels, the freshman. Uh, what do you think of this team? Looking at their schedules, they, they play UNLV to start with, but then they have two tough games back-to-back at Stanford and at Texas. So, so tell me about those those two games right there there in the, the outlook of USC in your opinion. Well, yeah, USC starting uh, probably going to go with the true freshman you talk about. A really big four or five game stretch. They they go at Stanford. They won the packet trip. Uh, no, Stanford won the packet trip North last year. Um, they have Rice Love, a very good running back, went 2,000 yards. And they go to Texas. Um, that's a game that everybody knows. Texas should have won last year. And it's a big game for Tom Herman to get that quality win in his second year at Texas. Yeah. And we were at Arizona, at Utah. That at Utah game is always a tough one, isn't it? Oh, yeah. At, at Utah is a very sneaky place to play in, especially if it's a night game. Um, Salt Lake City gets really loud, especially at night. Yeah, that's a brutal schedule. You got to play um, at Oregon State. You know how that can be. Uh, at UCLA in a rival game, and then Notre Dame. They at least they host them. But I'm looking at USC being about a eight and four team, nine and three at the best. What do you think about that? And and you know USC eight and four doesn't cut it. So it's that going to keep Tom um, Helton around? I um, mean, some magazines says that Helton's on the hot seat. So, with that Ohio State um, beating that they got last year, um, Helton needs to come out of the gate stronger. He may look for another job. Well, let's look at their road games last year. You know, like the, they played at home against Texas, and they won that in overtime. But uh, at Washington State, they got beat. At uh, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, they got beat by 35 points. At Arizona State, they got beat by – 31, so it's just this this team struggles on the road. Now you do Stanford on the road, Texas, Arizona, Utah, Oregon State, UCLA. There's six true road games right there in the season. That yeah. I think they may lose four of them. Yeah, and another thing to bring up, the quarterback last year had a turnover issues, so fumbled in the ball and the INTs. So if this quarterback is turnover prone like last year, it's going to be a long season for USC. Yeah, and T. Yeah. Martin, to me, is not a great offensive coordinator. Uh, Clay Helton is not a good head coach. They're just not going to have the discipline that they need. Like in the, I know they have talent, but, but come on, unless it's coached right, it doesn't really yeah, matter. And the Pac-12, because the Pac-12 is one of the most competitive conferences in football. I mean, every week mm-hmm. you've got to bring your A game in the Pac-12 or you're going to get blown out. Yeah, it's it's not the toughest for sure, but if you don't bring the A game, you're going to get beat in the week. Um, I don't care who you play, down to Washington and down to Arizona State. So. Well, what, you do, know what do you think about the uh, Chip Kelly, the UCLA, right? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Chip Kelly's going to want to beat USC the first time. So. 
Oh, oh, definitely. Tell me what you think about the SEC this year. Looking at it, how many teams you think can can win it? How many teams? I mean, Georgia is one of the favorites. Um, I'm, I'm not sold on them. Bama, Auburn, even Mississippi State's getting some love. Give me what you think about the SEC. Well, when I think about the SEC, I think about the Iron Bowl and whatever. Whoever wins the Iron Bowl is going to win the SEC. That's been the last five years. Um, I know Auburn and Phil saw it last year in Atlanta, but um, I really like Jared Stidham as a quarterback. Um, last year was his first year in the system, and I, I think in the year two, he's going to grow even more. So, so looking, at, looking at Auburn, you talked about Jared Stidham. One thing about that Auburn defense, man, is the front seven. I, besides Clemson, I can't name a better front seven in football than Auburn right yeah. now. Besides Clemson. I think Clemson's loaded. But I think you compare Georgia and Bama to Auburn, I think you you got to give the edge to Auburn up there. And then the quarterback with Stidham, I don't know, Tua, everybody's ready to anoint him the Heisman Trophy winner and give him a national championship. But I'm not very sold on him just yet, are you? Yeah, I'm I'm not sold on him yet. Um, like like I said, it's Denim has played a full season and one so. And he took a beating. Yeah, he shows he's a tough kid. He's a tough kid with all of his weapons. Did you know that all of his receivers are back this year? Yeah, and, and that's uh, a that's a very key thing. So yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, just looking at the Big Ten right now, there's some, that looks like a tough conference. you got Michigan with that, the Shea Patterson's the quarterback now with Harbaugh, the coach. you got Urban Meyer, Ohio State. you got Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin. I mean, is there a better conference in football with that many contenders to me? Yeah, not with the top four, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, and Wisconsin. That's it. That's a good top four. Um, the thing with Michigan, can they get over that Ohio State hump? Um, Jim Harbaugh's one and eight versus MSU and Ohio State. That has to change if they want to play in Indy at the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just – I mean, they're just – some big teams in that. I mean, you see the SEC, you have Alabama, Georgia, Auburn. After that, you just kind of – I don't see a team that could probably sneak in there, maybe Mississippi State. But when you talk about the Pac-12, you talk about Washington right now, and really who else can you talk about right now to make a playoff run? You look at the Big 12, I mean, maybe Oklahoma, I don't know, losing their quarterback is going to be tough, but there's no solid, solid teams. But you look at the Big 10 – and man, they're loaded. You look at the ACC. What do you got? Clemson. That's about it. With a chance that yeah. the Big Ten's got the most teams, and but the problem is they play each other, Jason, and mm-hmm. they're probably going to yeah. eliminate each other. And then you have that play the championship game. So, um, and another knock on the Big Ten, Jason, is they're out of conference schedules. They don't really play anybody out of conference, which maybe that's smart. Well, yeah, you got Texas playing the USC, but that's the only one key matchup in that conference, out of conference. What are you talking about, the Big 12? Yeah, the Big 12. Yeah. Texas is always playing people. They'll always 
play somebody tough. But um, what I don't know that Washington uh, Auburn game though is has still got me a little fired up right now thinking about it. It's, it's kind of stressful, Jason, when you open up against a team like that because after one week you want to be one and zero, and if you play a powder puff team, you can beat them pretty good. But that's a lot of pressure on Auburn and Washington to have to play each other that early in the season because both teams are highly ranked in the top ten, and somebody's going to lose it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, when you got that marquee matchup at the beginning of the year, it makes you a little nervous as a fan. I know a couple of years ago, Oregon played LSU week one and one out. So. Yeah, but you know what, Jason, the committee – one thing about the committee, they will not penalize you for losing that game the first week of the season. If you, it's just like when Auburn went to Clemson last year at night on the road. That was a, a touchdown game, really. So Auburn lost by a touchdown or whatnot in, in Clemson. It didn't phase them at all. They were still there at the end of the season being talked about, and um, they, didn't, they didn't penalize them. They do reward you for winning those games, but they do not penalize you for losing them unless you just get dusted. If you, if you yeah, go out and lose a 34. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, you see Michigan and these, these teams, they don't play anybody really. Like, if you go to Michigan, let's look at – I'm going to try to pull their schedule up real quick. And no, they they about, play like, Notre Dame this year, so – Okay. Well, let's. I mean, with, let's do Wisconsin real quick. They never. They seem like they never play anybody. They play Western Kentucky, New Mexico, BYU. Um, that's their out of conference schedule. And they play Iowa, yeah. Nebraska, Michigan. They, they don't play Ohio State. They never play Ohio State. I don't know how they keep getting away with it. But Wisconsin, Western Kentucky, New Mexico, and BYU. That's a real tough out of conference schedule, I think. Yeah, but never plays in the water. Could Georgia could Georgia be this year's Wisconsin or last year's Wisconsin? Well, yeah, Georgia, Georgia doesn't play in non-conference. No, they play Austin yeah. Peay, Middle Tennessee, uh, UMass, and Georgia Tech. Their only game. Um, that they won't be favored double digits in is Auburn, and they play them at home. Mm-hmm. So if if Georgia loses to Auburn, and that's really the only game they played all year, how can you really reward them too much? Yeah, you you really can't. You you want you want a team that definitely touch them out of conference. And I'm not talking about three games; just play one tough out of conference opponent, and we'll be happy. For the most part. Yeah, who does uh, Ohio State play this year out of conference? Let's see, Oregon State, Rutgers, Oregon, TCU, and, and Tulane. Rutgers is in the Big Ten, aren't they? Yeah, Rutgers, yeah, they're in yeah, the okay. Big Ten. Yeah, so they play Oregon State at home. TCU's in a neutral site in Arlington, which is really not a neutral site. If you're going all the way to Texas. But, I mean, they mm-hmm. play uh, at Michigan State, at Purdue, at Penn State. So, they've got a tough schedule, but they just don't play anybody out of conference. So, when is the Big Ten going to start playing people out of the conference? 
Well, um, the, the only team that plays out of conference from the Big Ten on a consistent basis is Michigan because they play Notre Dame in the rivalry game. So. Where's that game being played? Um, it's in Notre Dame this year. So. Yeah, see, there's a team this year, Notre Dame, Jason, could be kind of a sleeper this year to to get in that playoff. What do you think about Notre Dame coming into this year? Yeah, Notre Dame always does good when we're not talking about them. Um, they, they have the games to get in the playoff if they win out. Um, if it's between Notre Dame and another team, Notre Dame's disadvantages they're not in the comments. They won't be playing a comments title game, obviously. But they they do play Michigan, uh, Stanford, Florida State, and at USC. Um, Shoot. That's tough. Yeah. What do you think about Florida well, State this year? Uh, kind of hard to predict them uh, because of last year. They did lose like a lot of close games and their quarterback was out, but this is the ACC, and it's it's kind of Clemson's division until until you you tell me otherwise. But looking at their schedule, I mean, it's adding that November third and November tenth at NC State at Notre Dame. But the problem is, before those two road games, they play Clemson. Uh, they got to play mm-hmm. Miami on the road. They they have to play Syracuse on the road. You know how that is. But but they open yeah. up with Virginia Tech. And um, Virginia Tech's a good football team. So I, mm-hmm. I think Florida State this year, Vegas has the over-under at seven and a half. I'm going to say eight and four for Florida State, maybe seven and five looking at that schedule. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, it's going to be in, yeah, probably eight and four, seven and five. Um, um, it's it's going to be really interesting because, in my opinion, I don't think Rudy Tiger's ready to – uh, go up against the devil or um, Mark Rick every year, but we'll see. So, yeah, Taggart left Oregon uh, for a, a good Florida State job, but did Jimbo get out at the right time of Florida State, or do you think they're still a, a perennial powerhouse? I think the problem is Florida State's now in competition with Miami, Florida, Florida Atlantic, Georgia. Alabama, Auburn, all these teams mm-hmm. that, that recruit Florida, it's Taggart good enough, a recruiter, to be able to be the number one team in Florida. And Central yeah, Florida. That's a ve- Don't forget them. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question because um, for the first time in a long time, Florida State doesn't have the best coach in Florida. So it's it's going to be really, really interesting to see I know Tiger's a good recruiter, but if he doesn't win on the field, um, it's the recruiter that's going to still help him out. How is Taggart with quarterbacks? As a, as a quarterback coach? Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's yeah. good with Irvin, but when, when um, Bill Meister was in, he just couldn't move the ball, so that's another interesting thing. Yeah, because I think that's going to be the key. With Dan Mullen there, now at Florida, um, I think he's the quarterback whisperer. 
Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, we're going to do a show, try to tomorrow night. We're going to get going after July 4th. Now it's time to start breaking down our college football, Jason. So we're going to cut it yeah. off tonight unless you want to talk about something. But we're going to – this is kind of just a warm-up to get us going. I don't know if you know this, but it's my birthday today. So. How old are you, 30? Thirty-two, thirty-one, thirty-one. Thirty. <laughs> well, happy birthday, yeah. Mister Jason Humphrey. You're yeah. you're a loyal weigh-in for listener, caller, part of the show, and uh, yeah. and I just can't believe it's your birthday today. So June thirtieth. Yeah. So what what do you have plans to do tonight? Nothing much. Just gonna relax and watch some Hulu. So yeah. What? Well, are you gonna go to Hooters? You said. No, we're gonna watch Hulu, the Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, I like yeah. Hulu, man. Hulu, DirecTV, and all these people are starting to lose their ass because of Hulu, uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime. There's some more out there, yeah. but you know your cable bill gets up so high. I, I spend ninety percent of my time if I watch TV, watching uh, Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon. I don't yeah. watch regular TV anymore. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, especially during the summertime, we just watch streaming services. So, not, so. so are you are you still with your girlfriend? Yeah, we got a um, wedding to plan for next June. So, yep. So next next June you're getting married. Okay. Yeah, June fifteenth. Yep. Oh man, that that's gonna fly by for you, man. That's gonna fly by. Oh, yeah. have, you, yeah, well. have you talked to Jace? Have you talked to Quinn or Jonathan? Any of those guys? Um, I I talk to Quinn every now and then, but um, not Jonathan. So. Well, well, we're gonna we're gonna get serious. Give us give some people some uh, some movies out there that are good that they haven't seen, or some shows on Hulu that they need to watch. Um, the the show that I'm watching on the Hulu right now is Rescue Me. It's a firefighter show. Um, I like it. I enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that show. Have you watched Sons of Anarchy yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Can't wait for the spinoff show. So, yeah. what is that show? Um, the spinoff show is called Minds. It premieres. September fourth on FX. Okay. Oh yeah, the Mayans. Yeah, they were big yeah, in the Sons of Anarchy. Um, yep. What else do we have here coming up? Game of Thrones. Do you like Game of Thrones? No, I don't. I, I know you love that show. So. Oh yeah, it's a it's a wonderful show. Well, anyway, guys, we're we're going to be back. I'm going to try to do a show tomorrow night if we can, but we're going to be back regular watching or doing our shows, talking some college football. So, Jason, I know we took a few months off, but like I said, my fans don't really care about the NBA as much. Where do you think LeBron's going real quick before we go? Um, I, it, it looks like the Lakers won out, so it's – that that would you be even the top. Care? Um, I I don't really NBA is just for me. It's very hard to watch. It's it's not competitive for me. So, 
So, so when are you getting your uh, Phil Steel magazine? Um, this week I get paid on Tuesday. The, well, uh, the magazine's now thirteen ninety nine. That's what I paid for. Thirteen. They keep going man. up every year. Yeah. Well, the every, um, regular magazines were like ten bucks. Now I got the um, Anthon Sports. It's ten bucks yeah. magazine. It's like. Gee, man. Yeah, I, I got a Street and Smith today for eight ninety nine. That's the cheapest one. So wh- where do you work, Jason? Um, I I work at the fairgrounds in Lane County, um, and I work for Southern High School, and I also get disability. Sir, what's wrong with you, man? You're an Oregon Ducks man. You're back. No, well, I had a um, brain injury when I was um. Um, but at but so that's why they give oh, okay. me the disability. Yeah. Well, you you're pretty smart, man. You know football, so it must not be with that. But but anyway, yeah, that's right. um, well, 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 happy birthday, my friend, and you take care, and we will talk to you tomorrow night if you can come on tomorrow night. That'd be great. Oh yeah, tomorrow's July. We got two more months till football. Cannot wait. Have a good night, Brian. Me too. Hey, you too. Good to see you. Good to talk to you, everybody. We'll be back on Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Take care.